Hi, welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions and anything said in this podcast. Future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in NVIDIA, Apple, and AMD. Okay, uh, this week uh, I'm just uploading the uh, recording for Stock Tier List Part 5. Uh, lots of cool things that we talk about this stream. The stream is also getting bigger and bigger every week, which is really cool to see. Uh, there's newer and newer people that come on, uh, so don't think you're like joining the stream and there's just tons of people that are already hang out with each other. There's new people every stream that's Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, and I say I do a pretty good job of uh, answering all questions. So if you've ever wanted to ask me a question about the podcast, about a particular stock, um, maybe just about the ones about a particular stock, just come up or you guys show up early uh, and I'll be happy to look at things with you. Um, but yeah, questions about the podcast, questions about me, that can just be, you know, that's just fine and dandy. Um, hope you guys and girls enjoy uh, this recording. It's always a pleasure to uh record these and uh, stream these it is an awesome feeling and i'm super grateful for having just an audience that cares about what i have to say and so uh it, it's just one of my favorite days of the week tuesdays um and just one more time for the bottom of my heart thank you all uh and i hope you enjoy tier list part five um we have five ten fourteen twenty eight thirty two uh and then forty four we have like f we have forty something my math is horrible we have like forty something stocks to continue tiering so bear with me here as you are if you're just a uh, like a podcast exclusive listener uh it's gonna take a while to finish this list but i think you guys and girls honestly don't mind the extra content so um but uh we also have uh polar maelstrom here that says in the ch in the twitch chat because this is this is all recorded live um hi junie first time catching the stream love the podcast and see see this works right like I, I mentioned that the podcast or the stream is on tuesdays at 7 30 p.m pacific time and some people make it out so thank you uh polar maelstrom for making it out you are a really good farming item in dota 2 um let me turn down the music just a little bit on my end um there we go this one's a little bass heavy, but whatever. Uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna tear off Ford. So let's bring up Ford. Uh, a lot of people have been wanting uh, me to tier Ford specifically. So Ford stock. There's a lot going for Ford right now. Uh, Ford, just like Boeing, is like America's poster child. Ford is America's car. Uh, it's very hard to like argue against Ford like they have all those police cars, right? Like You're not gonna see a Asian vehicle as a police car. That's just not gonna happen um, Just because America wants to like help their own businesses and promote their own businesses and whatnot Ford right now is making a huge push into electric vehicles and given that they just went through some company restructuring um, and some other related news in that type of news outlet. Um, it has a lot going for it right now, especially because it has a lower P&E ratio than a lot of the other electric vehicle stocks. Compare that to like Tesla, which has like, uh, let me, the P&E ratio of Ford uh, on Google uh, for the Google search, the bare Google search is basically 17. Tesla's uh, P&E ratio here is 406. So you can kind of see why 
Ford would look attractive to a lot of fundamental long-term hold investors that believe in electric vehicles and uh, they can feel relatively safe. If Ford were to ever look bad, there is incentive for like America to band together to save Ford or like the government too and all, all that all that stuff, just like Boeing. So just take that with a grain of salt. I'll be factoring that into uh, how I tier Ford as well. Um, really good sizable market cap, 56 billion. p and &E ratio again of basically 17. Um, revenue year over year, 38%. Uh, but wow, seeing a lot of other red numbers. Net income year over year down 50%. Earnings per share down 50%. Net profit margin down 63%. I imagine they're using a lot to grow right now, but this isn't the stream where I go super into going due diligence into predicting where the stock is going to move. This is just how I normally screen stocks. So I'm going to go ahead after finding out that Ford doesn't pay a dividend. That's cool. We're not a dividend uh, team. Uh, p e ratio, really solid. 17, it's low, lower, right? There, I don't know how fundamental people are in chat. Like to some people, 17 is high, but that's, that's just kind of like uh, old time thinking. We're gonna bring up Ford. Uh, Ford had a green day today. Um, gonna look at the one hour chart. It has had a rip uh, from the bottom of like 1260, like the 1250 strike would have been nice. One of my friends, one of my real life friends that I've taught, um, Theta Gang style trades too. Um, trades Ford very religiously. He'll buy more Ford on dips. Like I know, and he has also logged his trades on ThetaGang.com uh, of him purchasing leaps here. This man has so much confidence in Ford. Um, I can't speak to Ford as well as he does, so I don't want to butcher anything he says. But I'll try to regurgitate as many things as you know I can remember. Um, but he's very confident in Ford and he's a person that I respect a lot and um, he has his head between his shoulders. He is very responsible with his money, uh, but he has a lot of conviction with Ford. So take that with a grain of salt. He is also not a financial advisor and neither am I. If you listen to me or him, you will lose tons of money. Uh, for example, look at my 5.334K loss on the day right like you're 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 a horrible trader if you lose this much ever right that's how that's how twitter views it at least um going into ford here let's look at uh just the monthly so again if you're new and just watching the the tasterworks terminal um you can see that these have w's uh right here these are weeklies uh, clicking on the monthly reveals that there is a whole lot of option volume um, or open interest. Uh, slippage is very low. There is the width between the bid and ask. Super nice, very tight. Um, lots of price discovery happening here. Um, let's look at the daily one year. Let's see where we're at on the technical indicators. Uh, the 10 EMA breached the 50. The 10 EMA here is the lighter line. The darker line is the 50, and even the darker line is the 200. Uh, a lot of investors respect these lines, um, but there's no rule or, uh, that says that anything ever has to happen with any indicator. That's just something that I'll always stand by, and anyone that thinks otherwise, like, let me know, and I'll, I'll, I'll give it to them straight. Um, you just can't tell the future with stocks, no matter how much you think you can. Um, but let's see, there is like this, there is this quote triple bottom that you can kind of see here. Um, you see one, two, three, uh, but you know, you can also just zoom in and say, Junie, actually that's four and say one, two, three, four. It, it doesn't matter. It seems like there's a st solid support at this line right here. And this is just super like napkin-y, like I'm not dialing in by the scent. I'm just like looking, um, 
just looking at like what looks like it makes sense right here so like the 1280 area maybe looks okay uh going back to the trade 17 day um i forgot what number that was 1280 1280 what's closest to 1280 17 days out for 1300 <laughs> you get you'll get eight bucks for writing this though that would not be worth it imo 1350 also good but if a starter position honestly not that bad probably profit of 67 percent for an at the money cash secure put is not bad one of the main reasons why I like Ford, and it's a it's a real big shame I actually missed it on the last podcast episode where I was talking about the long dicky call, is that Ford is really cheap. It's a fourteen dollars stock, and so uh, you know before AMD used to be twenty bucks, and I would if anybody ever asked me like, hey Junie, I want to uh, start learning how to do trades like you, what stock should I pick? I would always just say like, yo, AMD is good. Like there's like a lot of option volume there. Uh, it's a good stock, yeah, yeah, X, Y, and Z. You, got, you guys and girls already know my feelings about AMD from the S here listing. But Ford is also cheap. Um, and from what I see here, it has a really nice uh, implied volatility here too, it's 41%. Um, so you're getting paid a good amount. The problem with stocks that are cheap is that when newer investors look at a stock that is cheap, they look to go all in. Like they use every single dollar to maximize every single set they can. They buy as many shares of that cheap stock as they can because in their head, they're saying like, okay, every time this goes up a penny, I make 10 bucks or something, right? They'll, they'll buy that many shares, um, but they'll justify it like that. And that's where you kind of get a false sense of um, uh, security, I think is the best way to say it, is because um, you might make money really fast doing that. You can day trade all you want doing that, but you can also lose money really quickly um, doing that. So everyone in here is responsible, I know, but I just thought I'd, I'd throw that out there. Um, so yeah, this stock probably has the best open interest that we've seen so far. It has the best implied volatility, or not the best implied volatility, that's for sure, because there's way more volatile stocks than we've seen. But it has a very good one. It's, it's above average. Uh, it's 41%. Um, I feel pretty confident with just like how this stock graph looks. And that's the oogla boogla part here is like, if it gets down to 1280 again, there's a good chance it'll bounce again. And that's a long enough timeline for me to be confident about like, say for example, buying at the top. You, Some of you might look at this graph and say, hey Junie, um, yeah, I wouldn't buy right now if I were you because it's ripped so high. But like, who's to say it won't go higher? Okay, and then you say, okay, Judy, now you just sound like Wall Street bets. Oh, uh, yeah, get get wrecked when it gets, starts correcting. But it's like, is it gonna actually correct below 1280? Because there's lots of support. So there's plenty of room to play between this range here. And some of the feedback that I got from my patron survey, uh, because I uh, sent out a survey asking like, what could be better and stuff. A lot of people were asking, uh, when's the best time to get in uh, uh, on a stock and how do you um, trade so uh, consistently uh, people ask me like uh, people come up to or not come up but people write in and say like uh, Junior I find myself taking breaks very often because I get scared how do you trade so consistently a, a tactic that I like to use is something like this where I understand the trading range and if I am trading at the top I make sure that you know I try to maximize uh, the gains I'll get if it continues going up, but I understand where I'm safe. This entire area, Ford, for example, if I was trading Ford, we can trade up and down here, up and down here, I'm fine, because that's just my style of trading and it excels when the stock trades volati volatilely <laughs> uh, and, and to the right and, and sideways, as if it goes ever left. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is 
this is a pretty safe stock. I would say America's Poster Child again, nice uh, amount of absent slippage, uh, good amount of open interest, good amount of implied volatility. Uh, I would 100% recommend this to trade if you were looking to uh, pick a stock that you know you, uh, you wanted to like run a cash secure put on. Uh, just because it's so cheap, it's only fourteen hundred. You don't need to shell out ten thousand dollars like you would for an AMD cash secure put, like right now. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna go back to the uh, stock tier list. Actually, uh, I'm gonna bring this up here for all the reasons I mentioned, and one more time, just to keep this podcast friendly. It is gonna be nice implied volatility, nice open interest. America's poster child, uh, the stock is cheap, so it has very low commitment. Even for portfolios that might have 100K plus, if you wrote a cash secure put on this thing, it's like 1% of your portfolio or less. And it's a perfect learning vessel for you to learn a new trading style if you're not well-versed in data game style stocks. So for all those reasons, it's going in A tier. Some of you might be like, okay, what the heck? just happened why is it not an s tier you name you couldn't even name one single bad thing about it juni why is an a tier and that's fundamentally because it, this is my opinion this is my tier list i don't know enough about four to put an s tier everything in s tier has has my has has juni's like stamp of approval but remember anything that has juni's stamp of approval will make you lose money <laughs> i gotta i gotta put that in there i gotta put that in there <laughs> but it has my stamp of approval so uh ford it's a tier very very solid a tier it is the best a tier we have on here i'm really regretting not talking about it on the um the uh podcast episode but i'll try to remember uh next time um, I'm gonna quickly read chat uh, real quick. Warm Smell says, Hey Junie, how's it going? Tuning in from the plasma clinic. Nice. Um, you should totally check out Foo, the Flower Horns channel on YouTube if you're still into shrimp. To be frank, anyone with a green portfolio today was probably red during the bull rips. Possibility, possibility. But uh, I'm very excited for tomorrow. Empty Cans uh, says, nice. Arfman made it today. Hello, welcome, welcome. And chicken dinner, what's up? Okay, let's quickly go into Fastly uh, because, you know, we gotta, we, gotta, we, gotta get, we gotta get stuff done today. Fastly stock. Um, you know, Fastly, I thought was more expensive than this. It's been a while since I've looked at Fastly. Um, but I'm pretty sure when I click this year to date or this one year graph, uh, we're gonna find out what happened. Yeah, I, I could have sworn Fastly was a three digit stock, uh, but it is on the low of the low right now. Um, wow. Wow, that's tough. That's tough. And it had a negative 6% day today. Okay. No P&E ratio, so it's not gonna go in A tier. Uh, that's just, you know, right off the bat, it ain't gonna go there. Market cap is all right, it's 4.6 billion. Uh, are they just a CDN? A network as an edge cloud platform. Okay, 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 okay. All right, not really much to say here. It is like on track to be at all time lows for the year though. I mean, it, I think it actually is all time, no, no. And not with tomorrow, especially with tomorrow. Yeah, it, it'll, it'll bounce, but I, it's not fair to say it's at all time low right now when it's been theoretically lower on August 19th. Um, okay, I'm gonna bring up Tastyworks Fastly. A lot of people on Fintwit were really, really for Fastly. Um, 
Yeah, what a, I mean, what a graph. That's never good, right? You see these, you see these red and red and green candles here. There's more sell volume on the dips down, uh, and then buy volume is not picking up. Like no one wants to pick up more shares. Uh, if this is the oogla boogla, and this is how you interpret it, right? Like if you see that the candle is red and the day ended lower, it means there's more volume and it's headed down. So um, that's the that's the thesis here. If you wanted to see bullish movement, or if you wanted to see like bullish price action or volume action, you would want to see candles increasing and green and to up and to the right. Uh, a, a thing that can tell you that it's possibly consolidating is if you start seeing red candles like this and it starts uh, trending downwards. But there's just there's not a lot. And in fact, like volume is like trickling. So there's going to be violent movement in any which direction. But because you see that there's large amounts of sell volume prior, chances are it's going to gap down sometime. But who knows? Maybe it goes up from here, but that's just like how I see the graph right here. Husker says, first time tuning into the stream. Welcome. I appreciate you. Uh, let's go through some of the other stuff. Implied volatility for Fastly is high. It's 65%. Um, but rightly so, right? Like right now, puts will pay you a premium because of how dangerous dangerous they are. You say, hey, Junie, uh, for Ford, you mentioned that there was like a triple bottom. Uh, and don't you see that happening here? And it's like, yeah, I mean... We can, we can justify it like that. But also Ford had much better price action. It didn't reach some all time high here and then like have this really aggressive downwards trend. So selling an at the money cash secure put here, risk reward in my opinion is not worth it. It just doesn't feel good. Um, or it wouldn't feel good to me. Though you do get paid quite a bit for it. For a 71% probability profit, you get like 120 bucks for running the 38, which is a play on it breaching the, yeah, the line that we just drew. It's just not worth it though. Um, it's a CDN provider. Let me go back on Google real quick because I, I have a few stuff that I want to figure out. It's fastly competition competitors. I mean, that's what I thought, right? Like you're competing against CloudFront. I feel like Fastly had like a deal with Shopify or something. I don't remember though. Did this change? Like, did are they not the CDN for Shopify anymore? Because I thought that was the main pool of Fastly, at least for me. Because I was I I was very very into Shopify last year. I made a lot of money on Shopify, um, and then I would just always while I'm looking up Shopify news, I would always like see Fastly. Um, but let me digress. I'm gonna put Fastly. Um, Somewhere in C tier. I'm gonna put it between Kathy and I'm gonna put it at the very end of C tier because it does have a chance to be a really big gut play. And I don't have any really bullish factor to contribute here. Um, and I guess I just don't know, don't know enough about it. So I'm just gonna put it at the very end of C. It could fall into GA. Um, risk reward there just isn't worth playing now, in my opinion. Uh, you have to really know about CDNs and that industry 
to really be bullish on Fastly right now, I think, because you're really asking for it on like the technical levels. Um, because there's so many other better, safer choices for that money. Like if you have $40 and you're asking like, what, what stock can I buy? Buy, what is $40 here? Buy like three shares of Ford. <laughs> it, will, it probably won't grow as fast, but like, heck, you know, you, you upgrade your job, you up, up your auto deposits. And when you look back at your portfolio, your money is still in Ford. <laughs> okay. Um, that's that. What's next? Holy moly. Wow. Okay. So this is going to be a little polarizing. Um, we have a uh, GameStop up next. Um, yikes. All right. Time to make some enemies. GameStop stock. Okay. Five, negative 5% 5 day today. Almost negative 6% day. Uh, Graph is whatever. It's flat. It's volatile. It's volatile and it's flat. I mean, I'll give I'll give that I'll give that to uh, GameStop. If uh, you were very naive, you had tons of money and money was not a factor to you. You could lose all you want and it was just not a thing. Like it's just not nothing to worry about. Uh, I could see GameStop being similar to like a Coinbase play, where Coinbase is also very volatile, trades pretty flat. Um, but it's very news-based uh, because it's uh, Coinbase has to do a lot with crypto. GameStop has a lot to do with GameStop. There's just a lot of news on GameStop. Um, yeah, no P&E ratio. It's not gonna be A tier. Uh, let's bring up Tasty Works GME. Ninety-two percent volatility that is a big number um, oh my goodness 4.81 K open interest uh, for the 300 strike <laughs> and the stock right now is trading at 180 that's crazy and if you wrote that you get a hundred twenty five dollars if you wrote a naked call on three for three uh, for the three hundred dollars strike price, you get hundred twenty five dollars, which no one should do because you're not Michael Burry. And honestly, I can't even use that analogy here because Michael Burry, I think, is bullish on GameStop. But you cannot time the top, and if you write a naked call for a fifty percent jump, you are seriously asking for it. Like, do not. Do not do that. Like, it's just not good. Oh, but Junior State Gang is premium. Wall Street bet people are buying it, so uh, I'm safe. They're all they're all big dummies. That's not true. There's a lot of smart people on Wall Street bets. A lot of smart people that I've previously learned from uh, that you know are on the other side of trade. And when you get super destroyed on a long naked or a short naked call, it's going to be a very bad time. You're going to regret that trade probably for the rest of your life. Just a disclaimer. Um, yeah, uh, implied volatility is there. Open interest, not not that, not that, not that much. Slippage is disgustingly wide. Like uh, you see here at the 175 at the money strike, this almost looks like a mistake. Like right, the 175 strike the bid is twelve thirty, so this would cost a thousand one thousand two hundred thirty dollars to buy. Uh, or sorry, I mean, if you wanted to buy it from someone, it, it costs you sixteen seventy five one thousand six hundred seventy five dollars. If you wanted to sell it, you'd get twelve hundred dollars for it. So there's four hundred dollar difference between the bid and ask, and so. Let me try to hammer home what slippage really is. And you know what? I'm actually just gonna make this the one podcast episode for next week because just of how many things I'm talking about today. Uh, just to hammer home what slippage is, and I might just remake that episode for a podcast episode. Slippage here is insanely wide. If you wanted to day trade,
GameStop options and you wanted to buy a long naked call, just like what the last episode was about, if you wanted to buy right now, fresh off the market, this second, you have to pay $1,675 to buy a GameStop share. There's gonna be veterans in the chat saying, oh, Judy, let's go fill somewhere in the middle. Let's just do this for illustrative purposes. The bid is $1,230. If you're buying this for basically $1,700 and the cheapest you can sell it right away, like right after you buy it, like maybe you have buyer's remorse and you're just like, ah, I just wanna get out. The, cheap, the, the most expensive you can sell it is 1,200 bucks. So I misspoke earlier. There's actually like almost $500 worth of slippage here. It is incredibly dangerous to day trade these options, but everyone does it. Like, cause you don't understand what this is. Like it, the, or not you like speaking or listening to this in the podcast or in chat, but it's like a lot of newer investors look at stuff like GameStop and uh, whatever's just currently hot, like, I don't know, Crocs, Skechers, all, all the meme stocks, right? Uh, AMC, uh, and they day trade the, this stuff without understanding slippage. And you want to get in the trade and you want to get out the trade. Before you get in the trade, make sure your exit is covered, right? Make sure slippage is okay. Pick a option that has low slippage if you want to day trade. Like that's, that's like rule number one. But people do it anyway, and people try to pretend that they make tons of money doing it this way. But again, you, uh, refer to my You Are Not A Day Trader episode of, the, uh, of my podcast, where I list like two academic articles proving like, well, like less than 1% of people are successful, successful with day trading. Um, but yeah, GameStop, it, it's not there. Like this is incredibly dangerous to even just buy a long naked call for a little while. It's very, very volatile. You can make a lot of money. You can lose a lot of money. Play volatility is high, but there's no real arbitrage here because it's justified to be high. Like if you want to play the long side, you have to pay a lot because you can win a lot. Um, but on the short side, you can also lose a lot if it does go a lot. So uh, for all those reasons, GameStop, you are in the gut territory. I would say though, it is the best stock in the gut territory. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie and just like try to bash it just to be contrarian or whatever. I'm not trying to be cool, but it is the best stock in my opinion in the gut here. Like, I, I don't see how AMC could really make a comeback without, you know, I bring up that example all the time. If AMC was able, had a streaming platform where they got every single movie first, boom. I think AMC, yeah. People are gonna have home theaters at home. It's not a big deal. Uh, but as long as you have the rights to stream the movies first, boom, I, th I think that's a that, that would be amazing. But don't think that's gonna ever happen. Uh, Blackberry, too many people are harping on the security stuff. I'm just like, nah, dude, like whatever. Uh, and then whatever this uh, biogenomics uh, stock was, it's like, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm done with the, the trial stocks. Um, I, there was a few things that were happening. Uh, yeah, Husker followed. So thank you for the follow, uh, Huskers. And thank you for the follow, uh, cash money. Um, I am going to, what stock is this? Alphabet. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. It's Google. It's Google. Okay. Uh, so let's look at Google. There is a patron in the Discord that trades Google. Uh, cover calls on Google, cash secure puts on Google. Um, I won't gaslight him here. Oh, is that the type? Is that the right word? I won't put him on the spot here. Um, but there is someone in Discord that uh, trades uh, Google a lot. Let's bring up Google in this graph here first. Goog stock. 3.76% down today, PE ratio of 29.5. So we'll just call that 30. 
it is definitely correcting from from the highs uh, that it's had earlier this year. Uh, it almost touched $3,000 a share. Uh, it is now chilling at $2,700 a share. Uh, P&E ratio, very solid. I mean, like Google owns YouTube. I don't know about you guys and girls, but I use YouTube like every day. It's where I watch all my stuff when I eat. Uh, and I'm just on YouTube the entire day. I'm like learning random stuff. I'm watching like speed run videos, even though I don't speed run. I'm, I'm like, as I'm going to bed, I'm like watching like Dota VODs. Like there's just everything on YouTube that you don't really, like what other streaming platform is gonna compete with YouTube? Sean, go, thank you for the follow. Um, and they, have you, and also for those that don't use Adblocker, good on you because I mean sometimes you just want to support your favorite people or your favorite brands your favorite channels um, but wow YouTube is very aggressive with ads like if you've accidentally like opened uh, YouTube in like a different browser where maybe you don't have like an ad blocker on you have to watch like two ads if you don't skip it uh, you have to watch two ads before you watch the video that's insane like and it's like almost every Every, one every other video and it's very very aggressive I can see uh, why they were doing so hot and everyone's just at uh, why they were doing so hot and everyone's just at home now more so you can watch YouTube uh, on your computer and not get flamed about it at work and all that stuff um, but yeah Google as a search engine also pretty cool it's very very standard uh, and uh, no dividend no dividend, but that's okay. So we're gonna bring up Tasty. Let's look at Goog. Uh, implied volatility, average, very average, 30%. I consider like like 23% and lower, uh, like low, but like 30% is like average. Like that's what I expect from like a tech stock. Um, here's the thing. On stocks that are more expensive, uh, you're just gonna see like less open interest. And that's just like with just allocation of portfolios, right? Like Google is just expensive as a stock. Uh, if you wanted to write a cash secure put on it without any margin, uh, it's gonna cost you $270,000. And imagine having $270,000. Like that's, that's, that's crazy. So, um, looking at Google, uh, open interest, very low, uh, implied volatility, very average. It's stock chart. I'm looking at like the daily one year. It's breached the, uh, the 50 EMA. But okay, but here's also here's also another thing. Remember how in the previous example I was talking about uh, looking at the volume graph, and you can tell when it starts to consolidate or if it could potentially sell more. This is an example of a graph where uh, it looks like it it might be start to consolidate. Why? Because there's a lot of sell volume on this big gap down, right? A lot of people are like, okay. Uh, I'm willing to sell my shares. I'm willing to buy your shares. I'm willing to sell your sh my shares. I'm willing to uh, buy your shares. And it, with all of this volume going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, uh, because every single trade, no matter if you buy or sell, adds to this graph, uh, at the very end of the day, it ended red. The same thing happened today, but less people traded. Uh, and if more people wanted to get out, they would. They would aggressively sell their, their shares lower uh, and it would continue driving up the volume, but less and less people now are willing to sell. But this is all; these are only two data points, right? Like this is this is not fortune telling, but this is just something um, that can help you discern things. As uh, you know, this chart plays out. Maybe you can like keep an eye on Google and and do some learning on your own. Um, but ideally, it's okay if it continued going down maybe a little bit more. Maybe if the 10 EMA actually did the 10 EMA line bounce off the 50, so there's like a little bit more room to go down. But what you're looking for is not just only like green candles, because those would be nice, 
but like you're willing you want to see like another red candle that doesn't go above this and so you would see less and less shares being sold and you'd see some consolidation somewhere but above all that uh you should stick to fundamentals and buy what you love and just hold what you love because trading and trying to come up with a timeline and trying to time things is incredibly hard like imagine there are there are some of you in this chat right now that bought puts today and just like just as a reminder like it is really 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 hard to time uh to time puts like especially long puts and futures are pretty green right now uh and you have to come up with a plan for those puts uh i don't want to deviate too much but if you have if you bought puts today try to think about why did you buy those were you scared at the time how, how are you feeling and like try to really hard uh, like harness like that same energy um like outside of that context like tomorrow having having it be a green day ask yourself like why did i buy a put yesterday uh what, like was i scared or was i greedy did i want to make money on the way down you know stocks usually go up i liked that tweet that said that yesterday like why did i buy a put and you know start asking yourself those types of things but going back to the google chart um yeah, it's out of support right now. It should have a pretty good day tomorrow. Uh, just seeing that, you know, most stocks will be green tomorrow morning. Who knows, maybe it, it corrects to red uh, even before the morning bell. But it looks good. Um, yeah. But low implied volatility though, or sorry, average implied volatility, low open interest, uh, slippage, quite high slippage is also just high in general when you when, as you get to more and more expensive stocks uh, because it's like on a percentage so you start feeling it um, you don't feel it more per se but like given the same standards for both stocks but just because the stock is more expensive yeah you're just destined to have more dollars in between the bid and ask um, so going to the stock tier list uh, It's definitely not a C tier. It's better than that. I use Google more than really anything in on this chart. Um, but the technicals, like the open interest isn't there. Slippage is, is, is bad. Would I feel good if someone came up to me and said, hey, Junie, I'm just starting out investing and I bought one share of Google? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I would be like, congrats, you know, just, yeah, you, you bought you bought a share, that's that's great. I'm happy for you. Uh, like, I wouldn't be worried. That, that, that's something that I factor into this tier list is like, how much would I worry if you started trading this particular stock? So I think I feel better than uh, Cisco because let me try to reason this. So I put it, I'm putting it uh, Google in A tier. I like it better than Cisco because I just know more about YouTube and Google and uh, like I notice when features come out like and all that stuff. I've, I've been a creator on YouTube before. Everything's great. I've, I'm a user of the platform. I'm a both a creator and a viewer of the platform, right? And then uh, while the technicals are not there, meaning like the slippage is bad, the implied volatility is not amazing, uh, I still feel better if someone came up to me and said, hey, I bought a share of Alphabet than either Cisco or Facebook. Uh, and this is just more of a familiarity thing. Costco, Disney, and Ford are still better than Google because they beat Google not only in just the just the familiarity stuff because i feel like i'm pretty familiar with all of them um but it's just the technicals are better in all of those too but to be to be very frank uh i'm not as familiar with ford as i am with google but that's just because ford's technicals are just that much better uh in my opinion great um
let me let me read here uh, yo yo first time lurker here how bad is a strategy that revolves around buying 100 shares of GameStop and selling cover calls for each Friday um, that strategy is okay on paper like on paper you 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 draw on a napkin and you show it to me like Junie hey look the strategy is gonna work my cost basis will be this in like three months um, you know if the stock trades flat or goes up but there's a chance that GameStop corrects super heavily and you just get stuck with a super heavy cost basis and you're forced to sell for a loss and then what will most likely happen there is that you'll sell for a loss and then you'll just be like oh okay you know what cover calls just aren't my thing and you're just still gonna continue trading with a bad habit and just a different other volatile stock so I think trading fundamentals first with a more stable stock is better doing that exact same strategy where you're buying 100 shares and selling covered calls on a safer stock with lower implied volatility on a stock that you genuinely loved because you cannot say that you're a gamer and that you love GameStop. I just, th there's just no way. Th th those two things do not come together. Oh, but Judy, GameStop is changing and they're being transformative and I think I'm going to start believing them now. Great, believe in them now, but you don't love them like you love the other stuff. Don't lie to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... I think it's an okay idea. I'm not gonna tell you no, because it can work out for you, but there's just some things to look out for it, and I wish you luck. Um, also, do you have any opinion on FL? I can't go into that right now, just because I'm doing the stock tier list. If you come early uh, the next stream, I'll be more than happy to look at FL for you. I have no idea what FL is, by the way. Uh, but yeah, I'll go ahead and look at that for you uh, next time. Uh, going into Goose. Let's talk about Goose. I think Goose is actually just Goog with an S. It's, I mean, without the Goose stock. Nice. Uh, market cap is in is 5.24 billion Canadian. <laughs> uh, 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 5.24 KAD to USD. So that's 4.3 billion USD. <laughs> They don't make money, uh, and they're like a product company, right? They just make clothes? They were very popular at one point. I don't know about now, to be honest. Um, so not gonna be A tier, P and E ratio. It tra it's trading pretty flat. If you wear Canada Goose, I'm gonna, I'm gonna preface this entire ranking right now. If you wear Canada Goose, and I'm not talking only about the jacket, but you're just really into Canada Goose, and you wear their pants, their their shirts, their underwear, I have no idea what they sell other than those jackets, those puffy jackets. If you're a fan of Canada Goose, don't let me stop you. Buy what you love, buy what you use, and that rarely goes wrong. Because when the stock starts going down, you're gonna say, well, the Canada Goose sweater in my closet still keeps me warm and I love it and I always wear it. There will be no other stock that makes you feel that same way. So um, just gonna say, whatever I say future in the next like five minutes, if you really love Canada Goose and you love wearing it, it's an S tier to you, okay? Um, crazy Taco Lover, happy Taco Tuesday, by the way. Uh, thank you for the follow. And Sean Go, uh, 777, thank you also for the follow. Uh, we're gonna go into Tastyworks now. Um, Goose. Good implied volatility. It's at 43% for the monthly. Uh, it's trading pretty flat. Uh, I have the five-year chart on Google open. Um, pretty flat. Uh, so a flat stock with a good amount of implied volatility is usually a fun stock to trade. And again, if you really love Canada Goose, I can see this being very, very good. Um, kind of as expected though, uh, the open interest sucks. Like I, I can't, I can't, I can't lie. Like it, it, it sucks. Um, Though 
that might not be so much of an issue because the slippage is not that bad. No, the slippage is, the slippage is, no, it's like, it's not that bad. Well, I mean, if you consider out of 110, uh, 15 is like almost 15%, or I mean, I guess this would be 10, I just, I'm just gonna say 11%, whatever. Um, and at the money cash secured put with a probability profit of 79% nets you a hundred bucks, which is not bad. But I don't wear Canada Goose. Um, and I don't think I ever will. I, I'm just like kind of not into that, that look. Um, let me just look at the graph. Maybe I could find something, something that I do like from here. Uh, look at look. I'm looking as far back as the weekly five year. Yeah, it's just big flat. It it had a big slump uh, back in. Yeah, back at the start of COVID, um, and then it's recovered pretty well, and it and it's consolidating now. So that's cool. This isn't bad. Like, mm, is it bad? The stock graph is not bad. What are the bad things? The open interest is bad. Implied volatility is, is good. The product, probably pretty good. They kill goose, geese because of goose feathers or whatever. But that's not, that's not the topic of discussion right now. If the only thing that I can say about this being bad is the slippage, which I mean, isn't that bad though. It's in really, it's not that bad. Cause this will get probably get filled at like 118 or something. Okay. I'm gonna look at the current tier and this is gonna be like a relative one. It's not gonna be me fundamentally believing it's gonna belong in this tier. I'm gonna look at the tier list and I'm gonna say, what, what like what stocks do I feel better than uh, this going in? And I, I, I already kind of see it. So if you already use, if you use Canada Goose and you love it, uh, feel free to you know personally tier this higher for yourself. Uh, but I think justifiably so, because the only bad thing that I can really say about this is, do, wait, do they have a PE ratio? They do not have a PE ratio. So it's not gonna be an A tier for sure. But I was already thinking, it doesn't really care about news. It's consolidating right now. Uh, so it's gonna go above Activision Blizzard and Alibaba as well as Fiverr. Cause again, Fiverr is pretty COVID dependent too. Um, and Alibaba is China dependent. Activision is Activision dependent. <laughs> um, yeah, Canada Goose, better than those three. Uh, though not, not, I'm not as confident as the other ones uh, in B tier. This tier list looks really good. I'm very proud of where we got so far. Um, let's talk about Home Depot. Um, Home Depot here because the cat theme for when someone follows and the cat's doing this, um, that is the cat nodding to the drums, but also people like to put the Home Depot theme song on it. Let's look up Home Depot. Uh, it is my mom's favorite stock in the entire world. Uh, so that's gonna get a boost from me. Um, P&E ratio, 23.5. Uh, dividend yield, it pays a dividend of 2%. Solid, very solid. Uh, something to note about uh, Home Depot stock is this is bad and you should like try your best not to trade this way but like when there are natural disasters especially like really really big ones these home improvement companies or these um is that what it's called yeah home improvement retailers uh they go up because people need to rebuild their houses they need to do all sorts of things or if there's like a big piece of in infrastructure that possibly needs to be built um these will also go up um so just keep that in mind it's like a good like disaster type of stock 
And honestly, because it's ran so far up from COVID, I think people next time when a big pandemic happens, I think people will start to understand that home improvement is like just a big thing um, that people like to do when they're at home. So it's pretty COVID safe, which is which is what I like about it as well. It's it's at it's near all time highs right now. It's not at all time highs. It's cooling off from all time highs. Um, and I remember buying Home Depot for my mom when it was like two something, like 280. Like I bought Home Depot for my mom like here. Um, so she's just chilling. Um, yeah, shout out to my mama. So let's look up Home Depot in the Tastyworks portal, platform, terminal. Employee volatility, like it's average, but it is like the very tip average right it's like 26 percent it's in the 20s open interest is good it's good it's good most of them have over a thousand which is nice um yeah I don't really think there's much else. I mean, and the stock also, I mean, the stock also trades pretty like nice. Like it, it, there's nothing really scary about trading Home Depot. It bounces off the 200 EMA. It's proved that it's bounce, bounces there. Um, so that, that makes me feel really good. Actually, that's actually the wrong graph. I like to see the daily one year for that one. So yeah, it didn't bounce off the 200 EMA. It didn't go down that low. Um, but it looks like it's starting to trade flat too, which is like not a not a bad thing. I think I only have like nice things to say about Home Depot. Um, and with all the, the the housing craze and everyone wanting to buy a house, everyone wanting to flip a house, everyone house 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 house. Um, Home Depot is well positioned for that too. Uh, you might see on like Twitter some some rich people are trying to build like utopias and stuff uh, In the desert, so you know Home Depot could be a part of that who knows I think I'm ready to grade this um, To me personal opinion Home Depot is like is just like Costco it's just like Costco and I I'm gonna do a quick comparison search on Costco real quick I like it better than Costco Home Depot's dividend is three times higher and its P&E ratio is like a third lower it's also a cheaper stock. It's a stock that my mom holds. Uh, yeah, I mean that. I think that's a great comparison. I like. I when I think of Costco, Home Depot is like within that same realm of all those different uh, technicals, and Home Depot just does all those technicals and better. Both Costco and Home Depot are pandemic safe I and mean, granted we don't go under like full full lockdown but home depot very solid and it's an a tier because it's got a pne ratio and it's low this is a good tier list <laughs> um i think i'm gonna end it there i'm gonna read chat because i feel like i've been ignoring chat for a little bit uh i'm looking through like the the people that are in chat right now the, the user list there's a lot of people i've never seen before so thank you for stopping by uh, I do this every week. I show my terminal every week um, on my on my reddest days as you see here and my greenest days. So if you want to see me trade uh, like throughout the week and while I record my podcast and I talk the talk, I also walk the walks because I don't feel comfortable you know uh, telling people you know what they can and can't do or you know what I don't tell people what they can't do. That's like a huge thing in mind but you know I feel more comfortable showing all of what I do uh, so that you know you feel more trust when I'm like giving you anecdotal life experiences I've dealt with in trading stocks um, FL is Foot Locker 
we don't actually have that on here but let's look at Foot Locker if you're here early next week uh, I'll be more than happy to do it uh, let's see chicken dinner uh, in my humble opinion not advice but high chance of a volatile stock like GME blowing past your cover call and you get the FOMO and tilted I love that there's a good chance that your cover call gets blown through out of the water and it's still going up and a part of you inside your head you're gonna be like I should close this cover call for a loss because it's just gonna keep going up so I'll just make my difference as it keeps going up you take your cover call for like a six thousand dollar loss and then boom the stock starts correcting it's not tanking it's correcting so now you just netted yourself a 6k loss it's your stock position is also starting to go down so now it's like a 7k loss or you know somewhere around there and then now you're stuck there tilted at all-time highs on a volatile stock protect yourself in those situations if you trade on with any other stock like you don't gotta worry about that like just go to sleep like you don't you don't, you don't gotta put yourself through that you 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 go through enough every day doing regular things for stress you don't have to make trading stressful. Trading should be fun. I have a 5.3K loss today and I feel fine. I, I'm gonna go to sleep like a baby after I eat the spaghetti I made yesterday because I'm starving right now. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Sean Go 777 Hey Junie, first time tuning into the live stream. Been journaling my trades on the, th I'm just gonna guess that says thetygang.com website for a while now. Do you have a Discord channel that I could possibly join? Cheers. Right now, Discord is uh, currently behind a pay gate. It's on my Patreon here, patreon.com slash gang. Seats are all the same. There are cheaper seats. And so I don't want you to think about like, oh, you know, it's like, like 80, it's like $80 a month, it's $100 a month. There are cheaper seats. Don't force yourself to get one of these. These seats that are higher are just for the ones that can afford it. Cause I don't want my Discord to grow too big because I need to have like a good amount of time to be able to address questions and you know maintain a fun environment. Cause I don't like it when people uh, like say cringy things or are mean to each other. Like I am not about that. So I hope you're a nice person. I hope to see you in there one day, but like no pressure, lower seats, become open all the time. Do not worry about like rushing to get a seat right now. Uh, cash money, you know, I'm actually, and just so that this isn't feel like an ad, I'm actually gonna straight up like go to my Tastyworks terminal and I'm gonna show my loss. Um, cash money, uh, Home Depot been a money maker for me this summer, congrats. Bought calls every time it was below 320 and sold in the highs in the 320s, congrats. Tom Hamas, what up for the end? Nice. I'm glad you're you're here, Tom. Thank you. Go Cypher Inc. Thanks, Junie, enjoying this tierless series. I'm having a blast doing this too. Um, this feels really good. Like I, I get to really showcase like my thinking and my philosophies about trading, and it, it's it comes off genuine. I, at least I hope it does, because I I don't I don't get to hide behind like an editor, like not like I edit my podcast because you guys and girls like know when I stutter and I mess up a line or something. But uh, I love this format where there's a theme and I'm glad that, you know, um, we're doing it together. So that's great. Uh, Kaput, P uh, Peloton is going to be bankrupt before you get to it. Gah. Good chance, who knows? Uh, there's a lot of competitors for Peloton. The p &E ratio is up there. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about it when, when we get there. Green Tauros, always appreciate the sub and stuff. Uh, actually, I think I gifted you this sub. Uh, and before I leave, uh, because there's so many people in here, I want to do this. Oh, and Benjamin uh, Hagen says, bought Google Leaps last week to run a poor man's cover call. Bad timing, and that's okay. It's okay to have bad timing. It's how you recover. I think the best and the most I've ever learned ever were times when I was digging myself out of holes, uh, whether it be through covered calls. I'm not a huge fan of poor man covered calls, but you know, I'll just, I'll leave that for a later discussion. Um, stick around. 
let me uh, do this one thing for you guys and girls real quick. How do I get there? Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to do this. And then there's so many people here, so I'm gonna just roll the dice. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Uh, I appreciate all of you, even if it's your first day or your last day, I appreciate you guys and girls coming. Uh, even on a 5K loss day, it never matters. Trading should be fun. Maintain a trading, like a good, friendly place. Uh, to you know come and like ch ch uh, share trading ideas keep a positive environment keep a positive outlook it doesn't matter if you're down on your portfolio I hope I'm living breathing proof of that right now as you set off to start your rest of your week it doesn't matter if there's a red day in the market don't let that affect your day there are family members that love you there are friends that care about you and I hope to see you all next week uh, and just as a final note, this will be the podcast episode uh, for next week. So if you've already, uh, if you're if you're here, you're just gonna hear the same thing on the podcast. There might be something in the intro and something in the outro, but this will be next week's episode. Thank you all for coming. I'll see you all next week. Bye bye. <laughs>